Welcome back. You are tuned in to the Seeds of Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind podcast. The revolution is live. My name is Aisha. I am Dr. Asantewa. And I am Princess Madaya. <laughs> and I thought I was waiting for you. We are all like, <laughs> we are all smiles. <laughs> Can't get over ourselves because we have such an honor. We're happy to be back together again. Yes, yes. we are. Hey, yeah. Princess hey, Madaya, we missed you. I did you. miss y'all the last Sister. episode. I, I had to be on the land, you know, handling some business. Okay. Is all well on the land? All is well, you know. I did a little slaughtering of a lamb, you know. A little slaughtering. Yeah. <laughs> all right. A little it was, slaughtering. It was, it was <laughs> fun. It was my first time doing it by myself. I was going to ask if that was your first time. It was my first time doing it by myself. I was trained by the same woman who, sister, who trained me to be a shepherdess. Mm -hmm. She trained me for for the last two years of slaughtering the lamb, how to chop, how to... um. Kind of like butcher him properly so you're not bruising the meat. Mm -hmm. And so this year I did it by myself. And then I oiled him with olive oil, gar garlic, <laughs> all like fresh herbs, thyme, oh, wow. basil. And juices and, and berries. <laughs> yes. And honestly, everybody was like, that's the best lamb I've ever had. Wow. Yeah, How long did it, does the process take? Um, Literally from the slaughter to skinning him to butcher him. Probably about two and a half hours because, well, I didn't slaughter him and skin him. My husband did. But then I let him soak in salt water and uh, salt water, basically, because mm -hmm. we don't use vinegar during that time. And then I came back maybe an hour later and he was tender. He was about four months, actually. Aww. And the lamb was, oh. I'm telling you, the lamb. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the lamb he was, was just so, a baby. Just a the lamb was baby so, lamb. he was so humble. Like it, he, it's like he knew this was his job for that moment to be, you know, part of the mm. memorialization of Passover. Be yeah, mm. but and marinated it. Silence of the lamb. Ever have you? Well, y'all have been there when a okay. So tell us. He didn't this, cry. Tell us oh, the wow. he didn't try to spiritual run. significance mm. of this. Okay, so me practicing and knowing myself and accepting myself as a Hebrew Israelite. Once a year, we do the memorialization of Passover, which is commanded for us to do in the Old Testament okay. by the Most High. Mm -hmm. So the day of Passover, well, the day when Passover comes in, that, that morning you get your lamb. First, you set your lamb apart for 10 days from everybody, from the other lambs. Mm. Um, and then after about maybe three days, you don't necessarily feed them too much. Let them graze a little bit and a lot of water so that when you slaughter him, they're not full of, you know, mm -hmm. or can vomit up or anything. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so that morning you wake up early. We got up about seven, um, got the lamb. We talked to him like I I'm, you know, I'm a shepherdess. So mm -hmm. and then one of the brothers who was there wrote, she's a chief. He was holding him and the lamb was really nice and kissed him and everything. Like Aww. he was really it was like the lamb was just willingly there. Y'all still right. Well, I don't get attached. Him to, I don't get the, the attached to them. Okay, like I was. Kiss on him, I talk to him, sing but no, to him. I just talked to him and told him everything was good, and you know, said a couple. Then we prayed, mm -hmm. and then he slaughtered him. And most like animals know, but it was like he just was ready. Most animals would try to bolt or something mm -hmm. or start the whining, mm -hmm. and he didn't do any of it. Mm -hmm. And um. 
Yeah, and he was just y'all playing biggies, ready to die. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't do that. No. <laughs> we ain't put no biggie up in there. No, <laughs> it was a very spiritual moment. So basically, Passover is when the Israelites were told um, were allowed to leave from Egypt when mm-hmm. Pharaoh was their master, and when the Creator allowed the Red Sea to be parted. They crossed over, and that was part of the Passover. He told them to leave in haste, but everybody had to have a lamb and unleavened bread. Mm. And so, when, well, when you left in haste, your bread wasn't didn't rise, so you left and you took what you had. Mm-hmm. So now we memorialize it by doing the sacrifice or the slaughtering, not truly a sacrifice because we're not in the land, but we slaughter the lamb, and then we do unleavened bread, and we do a bitter herb to recognize the bitterness of that time. And then the lamb represents, because during that time, a lamb was slaughtered and blood was put on the Israelites' doors. Mm -hmm. And that the angel of death knew not to go to any of those doors. Mm -hmm. The Passover, Mm -hmm. Passover us is where that song came from. And then the unleavened bread, of course, I already explained. So we do that. Mm -hmm. And then you have to eat the entire lamb that evening, like throughout that Mm -hmm. night, like by morning. And then by morning, everything is burned of that lamb from so it's a community feast yeah mm-hmm. yep. i thought so, you ate the whole thing right oh no nah, i didn't eat that whole lamb <laughs> okay. it's a lot no, of lamb and we and you buy a lamb appropriately you know so mm-hmm. we had a small one because right. we yeah, knew it's not going to be a bunch of us because it has to be up to a year right so mm-hmm. it was a four months and it oh, wasn't okay. that so it, has it wasn't that big okay yeah. mm-hmm. and a male without blemishes so almost All a right. perfect yeah, right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, thank you for that. Yes, lesson. thank you. <laughs> you appreciate it, but I feel bad. <laughs> right. The silence of the lamb. It was good. I'll do one for y'all because my lamb is pre- my sheep is pregnant. So okay. Mm. Well, no. That <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> I, I don't want to see the slaughter. You don't have to see I it. I don't want to see it. Well, you know I oh, love no, lamb. I, yeah. I love lamb. Well, I'm, I'm plant based. So <laughs> I'll eat that. Mm. I'll eat that. Yeah, I'll take your word for it, though. I'll take your word for it that it's nice and yummy. Yeah, it was nice and it was tasty. It was grilled. So it was tasty. It was nice. And my husband, you know, he's strict vegan. Strict. And he only does a taste of the lamb because, you know, we're commanded to do it. Mm -hmm. He said, now this is the best lamb I ever had. (laughs) I said, oh, you want more? He was like, I'm tempted, but I'm not going to do it. (laughs) So well, they say as thing. long as the the animal is vegan, it's okay. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, that's what they say. Of course, he was vegan. <laughs> my brother says that all the time. I was gonna say our older brother, but yo yo younger, yo, younger brother. brother yes. he jokes about that all the time. Yes. He's like, no, the, the fish was vegan. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's okay. <laughs> that sounds like something. Actually, Baba Ahmed used to say. Oh, like, oh yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I've, I've spoken to the Creator, and He told me that the Sabbath was gonna be on Wednesday, so you can come to the party Saturday. <laughs> Right. <laughs> I'll be like, it don't work like that, Mama. I, it don't right. work like that. Crazy. <laughs> I so, so, you know, we are in the month of May. Yes. yes and it is. it is Mother's Day month. Yes. It is. Honoring our mothers. Yes. So yes. We're celebrating. Celebrating. Yeah. Revolutionary mamas. Yes. All month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means celebrating ourselves, yes. too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Our mama, Iafulani, Sumi Ali. All of our revolutionary community mamas. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I don't aunties. know if we're going to start naming names. Cause yeah, because so we no, that's be, a whole book. No, this is a show. Yes. That's a whole show. It is. We're not going to name names, but we are going to specifically talk about two revolutionary mamas today that, along with our mama, mm-hmm. 
that we considered our community mamas so close to us, mm-hmm. um, you know, that we grew up with them mm-hmm. as additional mothers. And so <laughs> we can start with Mama Tamu Kanyama, who is in the building today. Yes. And Welcome. We so to Mama Tamu. Yes. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for inviting me. Yes. You are welcome. We're so glad you could join us. Yes. I am too. Yes. <laughs> How you feeling? I'm feeling great, especially being here in the midst of Fulani's children. Aww. <laughs> yeah. Well, you look awesome as well, always. Thank you. Yes. yes. Always and the vibrant and strong. Yes. Thank you. So we are we are actually honored to have you here, and yes. you're actually our first in-house guests. Mm, yeah, so that's okay. a, definitely a pleasure. Yay. Yes. <laughs> it's a celebration. Yes, yes. Mm. So we normally um, will read a bit of a bio, okay. but because this conversation today is special yes. and we'll be getting into a lot of different topics yeah. um, based on your book, okay. um, 1148 Lewis Street, mm-hmm. um, okay. Target of COINTELPRO. Um, that was released, what was it, 20? 2021. 2021. 2021. Okay, mm-hmm. I knew it was after As the pandemic. Matter of fact, the, um, the first, the opening of it was uh, August 18th, 2021, which is the 50th anniversary of the shooting incident that took place in Mississippi. Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get to that. I know. Mm-hmm. Gonna Great history. That. Yes. Um, I want to just share really quickly a few words that are written in the foreword that was written by Iakaina Gafor Shabazz. Another one of our honored revolutionary mamas that we love so dearly. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, we're bringing her in here, too. Exactly. So Iakaina says, when I look at Tamu's life, I think of the words in a song. To dream the impossible dream, to right the unbearable wrong, to strive with her last ounce of courage, to run where the brave dare not go. Mm-hmm. And wow. for me, yeah, I'm getting, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting <laughs> emotional already. <laughs> um, because that's what I see and feel anytime mm-hmm. I'm in your presence. Yes. Um, that's what I know of you, right? Mm-hmm. Um, wow. To be a brave, courageous, strong woman, mm-hmm. an exemplary woman of what it means to to be a new African, um, to right. be a revolutionary, mm-hmm. to be a wife, a mother, and we're gonna get into all of those things. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to just open up with letting the folks know mm-hmm. that that's the kind of energy that yes. we have in this space today. Appreciate yes. you. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you are a true example of what it means to be, I don't know, a representation of the village, Mm -hmm. you know, somebody Mm -hmm. who leads that and has always been there to step up no matter what. You know, we could go back to the time where we had to live with you for a while, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and, you know, it just makes you, it makes me grateful of how I was raised and who I was raised by. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. You were definitely raised by the best. Yes. <laughs> Facts. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, as Asantua said as well, we're going to read a few things out of your book. Okay. And I'm going to read just a few of your dedications. Okay. Starting with, um, Tis the ancestor's breath, 
when the fire's voice is heard, tis, tis the ancestor's breath in the voice of the waters. Barajo Diop. This first dedication is for Iafalani Nandi Suniali, whose entire life has been an example to myself and others of sacrifice, dedication to the total liberation of African people worldwide. Falani is my sister. With me, she shared her children, family, community, and her vision. And for my sister Courage, Injuri Algani, a powerful force devoted to African liberation on many fronts, including reparation. Her unyielding support in building the platform for functional unity continues to propel us forward. Ashe. Ashe. Mm -hmm. I didn't know if he was going to make it through it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, me either. But, you know, that strength that we come from and represent has to always pull through. Absolutely. And just reading those words, you know. Mm -hmm. Everything you said exemplified both of them in those mm -hmm. short sentences. Mm -hmm. And the part where you said, you know, she shared her children. It's like, I don't, it's, it's hard to even describe it to people. The family mm -hmm. unity we all had with mm -hmm. you, Mama Tamu, Mama and Jerry, Ia Kaina. Yeah. Those, the, those four families... <laughs> Let me see. What? Me see. The four. It's four. Yeah, those four it families, you know, <laughs> it, we have a bond that's so unbreakable. Mm -hmm, right. And, um, you know, even though we lost both of them in the physical, gaining their angel presence is mm. so even so much stronger in so many ways. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. But to still have you and Ia Kaina here present with us, mm -hmm. you know, allows us to still have that motherly figure here mm -hmm, physically that physical connection. and um it's it's just an honor and it's beautiful that they made those connections absolutely you know while they were here mm -hmm. and y'all made those connections and y'all made it purposefully mm -hmm. yeah. so we thank you for mm -hmm. that we thank you all for that mm -hmm. because not many people have it and not many people have the opportunity to even say thank you when they get it. So I understand. I understand what you're saying because it's just a special feeling to be here and just an honor to be sitting here, you know, looking at and speaking with um, Fulani's children, you know, and um, and then we have uh, Sister and Jerry's, some of her children here, and it's just comforting. Mm -hmm. Very comforting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And some people don't understand that either. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> I think that relates to one of the questions that I have around your beginnings. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so you mentioned August 18th, mm -hmm. which we can definitely talk about. Um, you talked about the RNA shooting right. that happened on August 18th. Mm -hmm. So can you tell folks like you know, what is the RNA? Like in mm. your words. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I read in your book, you said that when you became involved mm -hmm. with the RNA, mm -hmm. you no longer had to look for yourself. Exactly. Mm. Which exactly. is so powerful. Exactly. So could you talk about that? Yeah. I was always doing things and involving myself with what I thought was things that would uplift our people. Uh, we fought in different, you know, community 
events and all that. You know, I, I thought I had it going on. <laughs> but until I was introduced to RNA, the Republic of New Africa, I, it was just unbelievable because they, they were talking about things that had never crossed my mind, never. You know, I just had not been exposed to those things, unlike Fulani. She, she, she was born into it, but <laughs> I was not. Um, I came from a different background, but um, a background of standing up for yourself, a background of um, just not taking no crap. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and trying to do things, as I said, that to honor our ancestors and things to um, just to appreciate who, who, who I was. That's the kind of thing that I was taught. But I didn't know anything about reparations. I didn't know anything <laughs> mm-hmm. about, um, you know, just independence, you know, and all that. It just never, it was, again, I, I was just never exposed to it. And when I was exposed to it, it mm-hmm. just blew my mind to smithereens. Mm-hmm. I, it was just like um, a whole new world open up to me and and I embraced it with every bit of my soul mind body and soul I just thought it was you know just the bomb diggity so <laughs> yeah that that was my first indoctrin- indoctrination to RNA and mm-hmm. um, that was um, Hikima who was later became my husband mm-hmm. introduced me to it and um, so I, I've been for, forever grateful for that because mm-hmm. um, once once I got into that then it again it opened up another world for me to study and I just began to study and you know just finding all these terrific books and things that I had never even looked at Mm -hmm. so you know it just it became my life and Mm. you know it's still my life you know to the Mm -hmm. liberation of our people right that's beautiful Mm -hmm. yes so on page one of your book Mm -hmm. it's entitled I hyphen we hmm As you read this book, you will notice the use of the uppercase letter W in the word we Mm -hmm. and the lowercase letter I when referring to myself. The ideology of the Republic of New Africa emphasized the concept that the group is more important than the individual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We use the lowercase I when referring to ourselves and the uppercase W when referring to the group, family, community, nation, Mm -hmm. to illustrate Mm -hmm. that point. I wanted to bring that up because... So many people and so many times you hear, I, I, I. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not about the community anymore. It's not about mm-hmm. the village. It's not trying to bring someone up with you. It's everybody's out for themselves, it seems mm-hmm. like, nowadays. Yes. And, you know, I think, you know, childhood, you know, when I was growing up, I remember it being about community. I remember, and I've said it, you know, a few times to people, like, people are even afraid to speak to other people's children. Mm-hmm. Now, right, yes. not in a disrespectful manner, but just in a manner of yeah. talking to them as you know, giving them guidance or right. checking them because they might need it, yeah. right? You know, and that's scary to me because mm-hmm. it just feels like so. What are we doing? We're just right. going to allow mm-hmm. people. So, what do you think about that? I know you know as an educator and your years of mm-hmm. molding children and you know helping to educate these young minds. How do you right. feel about that? I just think that um, it's still prevalent. You know, we still need to do that. But we are in a different space and a different time. I was speaking the other day to a y- young lady who was asking me some questions and that. And I, you know, when I when people and time and events and and the world evolve, it's not necessarily 
a good thing. Mm. Some of the the evolution is not is not right. necessarily positive. Yeah. So that's part of our evolution, and we're evolving evolving into something that we really don't desire. Some of us don't desire. Mm-hmm. So those of us who have it in our hearts and our minds, and who, well, it just again it becomes your life the, the way you live. If that's your life, you still got to live it. And you still have to um, work with those children. <laughs> Sometimes mm-hmm. you might get cussed out, but mm-hmm. um, you know, by a parent, you know, or any or something like that. But um, if that's who you are, that's just who you are, mm-hmm. and you you can't be happy if you deny yourself. Right. And that's a denial when you uh, are afraid to approach somebody when you know you're doing uh, the right thing. Right. It's positive mm-hmm. what you're doing and what you're mm-hmm. saying. So you 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 gotta kind of, as they say, step out on faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And can I? Mm-hmm. I wanted to speak to the we. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It just brought me back to when Aisha brought up your education as mm-hmm. a you know your profession as a teacher as an educator. It brought me back to you not only being a Sante Wise teacher, mm-hmm. but when I had the privilege of taking my children to the school where you were teaching oh, yeah. at, yeah. and it was it made me feel mm-hmm. so calm. Mm-hmm. That my children were in a school where I knew that Mama Tamu was, my yeah. aunt was, and I knew that no matter what happened, mm-hmm. they had eyes on them, they had love in the space, mm-hmm. and the people knew it too. Yeah. Right? They was like, oh, that's yeah. Mama Tamu's, that's Tamu's, <laughs> or I know they called you different things, yeah. but that's Miss Norman's, <laughs> that's Miss yeah. Norman's niece and nephew. Yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, that's. For us, I know mm-hmm. that's how we were able to grasp the we concept. Mm-hmm. And to this day, you know, what Aisha just read brought it back to me why I don't capitalize I. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this times when I'll be like, I'm not ch- capitalizing this. And it keeps. Yeah. I know. Like, okay. Girl, well, know. <laughs> I'm just going to keep it racing until it take it. Exactly. <laughs> and to and that refresher, you know, makes so much sense because mm-hmm. it's not about I. It is right. about we. And the more we capitalize that W and people embrace that, mm-hmm. we can get back to that of not exactly. being afraid to talk to some. Exactly. If you see a child going astray, it's mm-hmm. it's quite okay to say, hey, you mm-hmm. don't do that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to be aggressive. You don't have to right. even have mm-hmm. a 10-minute conversation. Just, right. just that one word yeah. can say, just be hey, a, don't exactly. do that. Because sometimes a child just needs to know someone mm-hmm. is paying attention. Exactly. Someone is giving them some type of care, yeah. love, yes, kindness. Right. Because That's they right. may not ever experience it at right. home. And a lot of times right. they're doing they, things for to attention. see if they get can get the attention. attention. Exactly. That's so right. That's that we right. is so important. And and I'm thankful that we learned <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that we yeah. learned that concept. And, you know, I usually say to people, you know, I, I'm just who I am, mm-hmm. whether I'm, you know, at school, at work, at in church, mm-hmm. you know, or at a party, you right. know, mm-hmm. um, and whoever you are is going to be shown, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so it comes through. Yes. And, and, and again, it will come through with with those children, too, that yes. you're talking about mm-hmm. trying to help. And you have to be a little gentle sometime, mm-hmm. but. You know, it'll it'll come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So for the listeners who don't know who you are, mm-hmm. <laughs> can you talk a little bit about your background as an educator? I know that you, I mean, I know that you were an educator for decades. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> decades. Here in, in Atlanta. So yeah. 
Talk a little bit about well, that. Well, I first of all went to school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I didn't <laughs> have the the joy and experience of attending a um, a black school, mm-hmm. but that's all right. I went. I made it through. <laughs> you um, was black enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> but I graduated from uh, the University of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. I um, went to summer school in Ghana, um, the University nice. of um, of uh, Ghana in in Accra, West Africa. I um what year was that? Oof. That was nineteen <laughs> that was nineteen that was nineteen seventy one. Okay. That's right. Okay. Right before we Everything went to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, um and then I taught I taught uh in Mississippi for a while when after all the shooting and all that stuff and I mm-hmm. you know, re- relocated to, to Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um to be near my husband. So I taught there for a while at um the university um at um what was that um itabina mississippi okay and just um i taught in the university of uh uh wait a minute um decab college here in mm-hmm. georgia mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i've you know had a kind of a mixed situation i've taught everything from kindergarten through college mm-hmm. skipping over middle school <laughs> oh okay <laughs> <laughs> and that that wasn't by design, right. <laughs> but in in, yes, in, in retrospect, Doug, you know I'm not mm-hmm. mad about yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> yep, skip the few years. That's a good age. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. yeah it, take, it takes all kind to teach different oh, yeah. levels, mm-hmm. so it it's does. good age for somebody mm-hmm. to teach. Mm-hmm. Yep, and you have that sweet and softness for the little ones. <laughs> you so. do, and that sternness yeah. for the older ones. It's mm-hmm. like a difference. You do, and the stern yeah. for the little ones too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, I remember mm. those days at Venetian Hills <laughs> because you were all, so. So I went to Venetian Hills. Yeah. Um, this is Asante while speaking. Um, I went to Venetian Hills from. Oh my goodness! What? Oh, know. kindergarten. Oh, were you? No, no, you no. Was, I, I was you at Call Your Heights. You, yeah. you went kindergarten third grade to with second Giles. grade. I know that. So yeah, so I started mm-hmm. Venetian Hills at third grade, yeah. mm-hmm. and then I graduated from there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, three fifth through grade. yeah, three yeah. through um, fifth grade. Yeah. So yes, um, you were never officially my teacher, <laughs> right? But I would come to your class yeah. all the time, <laughs> um, help out with the Kwanzas. Yes, and thank yes. you. I made it to the book, y'all. <laughs> 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 I'm on page 115. <laughs> um, but no, we had such a great time um, yeah. introducing Kwanzaa right. to the community. That was, yeah. that and was so good. it was a time for me and, uh, you know, we're going to give you some more flowers. <laughs> it was a time for me where prior to that, I was, you know, growing up as a new African child and being being put in public school mm-hmm. was a bit jarring yeah mm-hmm. you know i started out at harambe sasa which yeah. was you know african-centered preschool mm-hmm. and then after that went on to public school yeah. and so for those first few years kindergarten through second grade it was just like okay i have to pronounce my name a million mm-hmm. times for people yeah i have to explain why i don't <laughs> eat, pork. eat this or drink yeah. that mm-hmm. um i don't drink coca-cola my right. parents say they support apartheid right so i can't drink that <laughs> right What's that? <laughs> right. It's like, what is it? Why do you know that word, right. kindergartner? <laughs> um, 
and just always feeling like I had to kind of defend myself yeah. and be mm-hmm. on edge. I can't. Yeah. I, no, I'm not standing for the Pledge of Allegiance. Right. right. It was a lot of explaining myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I got to Venetian Hills, everybody was like, oh, no, that's Miss Norma's niece. Right. <laughs> and everything was just kind of understood. Mm-hmm. Like, I didn't Good. feel that level of. You know, like I had yes. to explain myself. Right. Right. Like I had to be on the defense. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and so thank you for that. Good. And Good. I, I don't know how conscious you were about mm-hmm. it. I think, you know, I think you were just being your yeah. courageous, <laughs> brave African self. But mm-hmm. in doing that, you created a safe space for me. And yeah. I'm sure so many other I'm so glad. students there. Yeah. And, and I'm sure other teachers, teachers as well. Mm-hmm. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Thank you for calling on me <laughs> to step up and to show who I was to exactly. everybody. Because that was a... A confidence builder for me as mm. well as a young Good. girl. Good. So I remember some of the teachers being just at all that mm-hmm. that you could pronounce the the words. <laughs> <Could you try? laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they, they would say, "That little girl know how to say them words." <laughs> Yes, and you you were such a joy to have, and and you were so helpful because. I, I, I never got any extra time to prepare children. Whatever I did right. was on my own. I had to do it either on my lunchtime or mm-hmm. after school, you know, preparing, decorating, yeah. everything. And um, so sometimes the children were not quite ready. I would go, go and snatch Taewon from her class. <laughs> and then finally I asked her teacher if she just could just come up there right. yeah, every day. Be, you know, to if the children weren't able to do it, you know, she would either take over or just say stuff with them. Right. Mm-hmm. And that that was really wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, I certainly enjoyed having her. <laughs> yes, I say. So I am yeah. going to take it back to 1971. Mm-hmm. Okay. August 18th, to be exact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you share a bit for our listeners what mm-hmm. happened on that day? Well, I'm going to go two days before that. (laughs) Well, uh, first of all, I just returned from uh, Ghana. Mm -hmm. And Hakeem and I had planned on a trip south. Even though in our personal relationship, things were shaky. But because we had planned, you know, Mm -hmm. when Mm -hmm. we went anyway. Right. (laughs) And um, we got there and... um, the first the first day we got there everything was really cool we stopped uh, stopped at the first government center the main government center which is where all the the government business took place mm-hmm. which was um named Lynch Street hmm. um, yes. <laughs> interesting <laughs> interesting yes. so um then they took us over to where we would be staying which was 1148 Lewis Street Okay. And we went there. Everything was fine the first night. We had a good time. You know, we met people that we didn't know. We some that we did know. And we just, you know, just embracing each other and learning what what was going on there at, at the house. That At that second situation is where a lot of the brothers and sisters lived who were, you know, government workers. And um, so, so it was quite, quite... Um, informative and you know they talked about the community and the support that they were getting and and some of the backlash as well Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of things a lot of different feelings about the rna in that community um a lot of the black people were felt supportive but were afraid to 
show it. Some were not so afraid. And then there were some who just kind of uh, looked at it at, out of the corner of their eyes and kept stepping. Um, mm-hmm. So, but anyway, um, so the, the, the second night, again, everything was cool until, until, until the pre-dawn attack. Mm-hmm. We woke up to um, a loud uh, bullhorn telling us to get out of the house. Well, mm-hmm. we were asleep. So they gave us a minute and 15 seconds to wake up, get dressed, and get out of the house. We were not able to do that. Hmm. So consequently, um, the house became flooded with bullets and tear gas. It was, it was just like a, like a nightmare. Mm-hmm. We, we jumped up. We got whatever clothing that we had as, uh, since, since I had a little spring coat. I just grabbed that and put it on mm-hmm. uh, because I didn't have time to do anything else. Uh, most of the brothers were uh, without shirts. They were just able to slip on their pants. None of us had shoes. Mm. But <clears throat> we were able to get those things. And then as, as after the bullets and tear gas came, well... We um, did believe in um, self-defense, first law of nature, Mm -hmm. um, self-preservation. So there was a battle that ensued. And for me, there was two sisters in the house, myself and and another sister. And um, there's a young brother who was at that time just (laughs) 17 years old. Mm -hmm. Well, this young brother, Chuma, just came seemed like from nowhere and grabbed uh, the other sister and, and myself and took us um, in a, to a, a hole, which was in a closet floor mm-hmm. that the brothers had prepared, mm-hmm. took us down in there. And there was a, like a big, <laughs> like, um, it was a, like, a, it was big space in the ground, like a, uh, like a bunker, a bunker. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. So he took us in there and, um, then I guess I was out of my mind and not knowing what was going on. So I saw some light, you know, be, I guess by that time, you know, began to be a little, little light sunlight coming up. So I struggled to, to get to that light. Well, but at the same time, Chuma had tried to go back up into the house to get his weapon. Mm-hmm. And he accidentally fell back in and saw me scrambling and grabbed me by the foot and pulled me back in. Mm. And then he covered myself and uh, the other sister with his body so that if any bullets came and and hit somebody, it would get him. And that's something that Hmm. that's... um, Mm. It is it, wow. very that age, and yeah, right. and it makes me very emotional mm-hmm. when I think about that because somebody seventeen is mm-hmm. willing to give their life mm-hmm. to protect me. Right. You know, you, you know, you 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 don't get any closer than that. Right. But the training that those brothers had, and mm-hmm. I'm going to get back to this in a minute, but I got to mm-hmm. say this. The training that the brothers and sisters had in Mississippi was like none other. Mm-hmm. Um, as a matter of fact, your grandfather, Fulani's <laughs> dad, trained them so well mm-hmm. that, you know, that's where that came from, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. protecting the sisters. Mm-hmm. They always stressed um, 
um, protecting the sisters. He and Brother Imari both, that was just uh, like a number one thing. You protect the sisters. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, their, their training was, was very rigorous. And uh, Fulani and, um, <laughs> and uh, Kaina used to <laughs> tell me about them, you know, because I was like not into all that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> What's your company? No, I, I wasn't in the, uh, in the territory. So mm-hmm. I missed it. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't get a chance to get Get, get the train, get Elijah's yeah. <laughs> hands on. Right. So, but but again, I just want to stress that that how well those brothers were trained. Hmm. So, but anyway, so back to the bunker. Mm-hmm. So we're there in the bunker, and um, and then shortly after we were there, the other brothers came down, mm-hmm. and uh, and the and the gunfire continued, and then Hakeman looked out and saw that they were. Um, uh, uniform officers so and we were totally outnumbered because I think it was like 35 of them something like that I can't remember now it's in the book but mm-hmm. um but anyway said that we need to surrender and we did he they asked him to hold their fire you know we we're coming out so we did um and they did hold the fire which is such a blessing because mm-hmm. they could have mm-hmm. just annihilated right, us right. and nothing would have been done right. but um they first took us to the back of the house and had us to lie down on the ground. And uh, I always remember this part, too, because I was, at that time, was very, very much afraid of bugs. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't you afraid I of the guns. Big guns. Not the spiders. Not yeah, the hands down there. <laughs> told me to put my head down on the ground. And, um, you know, I, well, when I was putting my head down, I saw a bug and I jerked my head. <laughs> and then one of the officers who was so irate, mm. I mean, he was like foaming out of the mouth. Mm. He put the gun right in my face and mm. said, you, uh, put your goddamn head down or I'll blow your goddamn brains out. Mm. So I put my head as close, <laughs> wow. as close to the ground as I dared. But uh, I just could not lay my head on them bugs. <laughs> Listen, resistance and everything. Bugs. It's going to resist them bugs. Wow. But, well, he probably thought my head was there, but I I was close. Right. <laughs> close enough. Listen. Yeah. Then, uh, but anyway, they, after they terrorized us while we were on the ground, um, uh, cussing and fussing and telling and yelling for Imari to come out of the house, they thought that. Uh, Brother Imari was still in the house because that's who they were really after. Mm -hmm. They knew that um, or they thought that Hakima and Imari would be um, in the same place together, um, you know, cause since Hakima was second in, in, in line to Brother Imari. So, you know, you get them both at one time and you, you know, mm-hmm. you, you, you kill it. You have it. Yeah. For our so, listeners, sorry to uh, interrupt. Such oh, a beautiful telling. But for our listeners, mm-hmm. could you just share who is Imari Obadeli oh, and also Hakima? Yeah. Imari was the president of, of RNA at that time, and we had four vice presidents, and Hakima was the first vice president. Okay. So, mm-hmm. that, you know, that's how that went. Mm-hmm. And, um, but anyway, so they kept yelling for Imari to come out of the house, and they continued to shoot into the house, continued to uh, uh, shoot tear, tear gas canisters in there. So the house was just smoking. And um, anyway, then when they got finished terrorizing us on the ground, And then they had us to get up and marched us to the front of the house and had us to sit on the curb. And they took these um, 
uh, handcuffs, the plastic ones that mm-hmm. that you can make really tight, mm-hmm. and they had them so tight the that zips. it was like you know you did, didn't have feeling in your hand anymore, mm-hmm. and um and, and behind our backs, and then they were hitting the brothers with the guns, the butt of the guns upside the head, um, you know, um, mm-hmm. asking them questions and. You know, they were answering the questions mo- mostly, but mm-hmm. sometimes they gave answers that were not <laughs> <laughs> desirable. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, but anyway, that went on for quite a while, and then um, finally, um, the the police van came, and then they put us in there and tear gassed us while we were in mm. there. And incidentally, um, mm. what they had they had outside. You know, f- first of all, I said that about 35 of them, and there was um, a, a police, there was a Thompson, what's it called, a Thompson tank, mm. and uh, they had snacks and the whole bit, you know, so it was right. obvious that they had planned to just come mm-hmm. and annihilate mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. and sit down and talk about it and right. eat their snacks and have a good time, and it didn't turn out that way. Um, three of their um, officers were wounded, one was fatal. So this was police and FBI. So um, they were quite, quite upset. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, at that point, <coughs> they, you know, put us in the van and took us downtown to the to the city jail, and paraded us through the streets with, you know, with our handcuffs and handcuffs, and just, you know, I mean, it's just very reminiscent of some photos that you've seen Mm -hmm. of the enslaved Africans uh, being paraded through the streets Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. very few clothes on Mm -hmm. and uh, you know it's very very similar Mm -hmm. but uh, they took us to the city jail and we stayed there for a while and we ended up moving from jail to jail you know all around for 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 quite a while Mm -hmm. we ended up at at Parchman Penitentiary the as Mm they is usually referred to as the notorious (laughs) Parchman prison Mm -hmm. But we were pretty much separated from other prisoners. Um, but like in, on the side where we were, where the women were, we were doing nation building classes and all that. Because <laughs> the brothers uh, um, on the other side of the wall where we were uh, could hear us. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you know, the, the the incarcerated brothers and sisters who were who were incarcerated before we got there, they were just you know so excited to have us there and wow. wanted to know more about rna and wanted mm-hmm. to become citizens and so you know but every morning we'd get up and do the pledge mm-hmm. and at that time we had this little saying you know the land will be free in 73 <laughs> <laughs> and we truly believed that we believed yeah. that i mean we felt it i mean it was yeah. it just it was a good feeling um and those brothers would say it with us they would say the pledge we had taught them the pledge mm-hmm. and um uh, the Declaration of Independence and everything, uh, but you know, we 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 weren't like sitting there crying, right? Right. <laughs> right. right. You know, uh, we felt like we were righteous people with the righteous cause, and we had to do our thing wherever we were. We, we were behind the wall, or, mm-hmm. or or wherever. You know, that that was just us who mm-hmm. we were. But that's pretty much it. And we, you know, went from from like I said, from jail to jail. We eventually had a trial, and we knew. Um, that well, the lawyers, the attorneys were very skillful, very skillful. Um, when we finally went to trial a couple years later, Hakima was the first one to go. Oh, let me back up a minute. Um, I forgot to say that 
uh, in addition to the seven of us who were in that house, the two sisters and, and uh, five brothers and the and the um, government center on Lynch Street when they there was a simultaneous attack as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Well, when they went there, those brothers and sisters were up and about doing government work. So mm-hmm. when they yelled at them okay. to come out, they had no problem. They walked out, said, you know, what do you want? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what are you here for, et cetera, et cetera. A normal calm calm conversation Mm -hmm. and they were still locked up uh, taken to jail and were Mm -hmm. charged with everything that we were charged with Mm -hmm. which ranged from of course from murder to trying to overthrow the united states government treason Mm -hmm. um you name it we were charged with it Mm -hmm. and um so one of the main things that, uh, well aside from the murder and the treason and all that they also charged us with um having an auto- automatic weapon. Mm-hmm. So with that one, that was an interesting one because during the trial, um, the the judge ended up moving the the whole court to to the water. Um, we were in um, Biloxi, yeah, and so um, the ballistic expert understand for two or three years, however long I can't remember now, had mm-hmm. had the the gun in his possession Mm. for all those years. They could have Mm. manipulated and done anything they wanted to it. However, they did not. Mm. Um, But the the, um, ballistic expert was there, and the the judge had him to fire the gun over the water and show the court that it it would fire automatically. So he tried and tried and tried, and mm. finally he gave up, and he said, Your Honor, I can't make this thing fire automatically to save my life. Wow. <laughs> so, but we were still charged of course, with it. Mm. So anything that they would say, anything that they accused us of, mm-hmm. no matter what, we, what the evidence was, what mm-hmm. the evidence showed, it, we were still charged. Mm. Okay. Um, the one thing in my situation um, there was a, um, um, the, what do you call it, the informer. Mm-hmm. There was an informer who had joined RNA, and y'all have to tell me when, it, when my time is short. <laughs> no, but there was an insu- informer in um, Milwaukee who joined where Hakeem and I lived. And, and then a lot of the brothers suspected him as being mm-hmm. an informer. And inexperienced me you know I'm like Hakima make him leave that brother alone he's not an informer he's just stupid (laughs) but I was so wrong he was an informer and he was keeping the FBI and police abreast of everything that we did and those things that we didn't do he made up Mm -hmm. so um, there was a guy that they they claimed were who was also a citizen in, in Milwaukee, and they claimed and he was from Detroit. This the other guy, his name was Silee, and they said that he was wanted for murder from Detroit. Well, he joined in in um, Milwaukee. They knew his whereabout um, because uh, Snoopy is the name of the the guy who was the informer. That mm-hmm. was his name. His um, <laughs> appropriate name. Yeah. <laughs> Y'all should have known from that. <laughs> no, that was the FBI's name for him. For, we didn't oh, learn okay. that until, until after. Later. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, but he mm. was keeping them informed, so they knew full well where this guy was. Mm-hmm. Well, at some point, he moved to Mississippi. 
and mm. wanted to be a part of the the goings on in Mississippi, the government centers and all that. Well, he was there for a while. So they knew when he left, they knew when he mm. got there, they knew where he, which house he was staying right. in. Uh, I'm, I'm stressing that to say that any time that they wanted to arrest him, they could they have. Yeah. Right. Well, they didn't. They waited until that morning when we were there to come. And by the way, um, he was not even there because he had, I don't know what he had done, but to, to live at one of the government centers, you had to have exemplary uh, conduct. Mm. And whatever he did, uh, he had been ex- expelled from there mm-hmm. and could no longer be a part. So they knew that, too. They knew mm-hmm. when he left yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, they claimed that that was their reason for coming right. to um, shoot mm-hmm. up the house that morning. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, he, he wasn't there. So, um, you know, the, the whole thing was like... Uh, th- what they... Things that they said was just so... Um, you could you could see through everything they said, mm-hmm. you know, and, and our lawyers, as I said, were extremely skillful people. Mm-hmm. But they knew that at that time, 1971 in Mississippi, <laughs> black folk talking about land and independence mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, and have the audacity to fight back. Um, you know, you were going to be um, you were going to be um, uh, put to death. Right. Mm-hmm. With the things that we were charged with. So. um what the attorneys did, there was several black attorneys that came together to defend us. And, of course, uh, Chokwe was <laughs> in the midst. At that time, he, I, I think he was still a student, but um, but he he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. He organized them. Mm-hmm. And um, they were they were just excellent attorneys. And uh, the one lead attorney, uh, which I spoke with, uh, but back, you know, I talked to him a little before I did the book, mm-hmm. and he was explaining that they knew that there was going to be a conviction, mm-hmm. without a doubt. There's, yeah. there's no way it wouldn't have been. Yeah. But they, they, the way they did handle the jury uh, selection was to select in such a way that they would get people who had a problem with um, the death penalty, mm-hmm. and that's what saved Hakima and the other brothers' lives. Mm. Uh, um, because they, because of how they did the um, the jury selection, mm-hmm. so that that was it. But of course, they ended up. The brothers ended up with um, three of the brothers ended up with life in prison. The one brother, um, the who had uh, helped us get out of the house, mm-hmm. um, Chuma, ended up um, with. I think he he ended up with about five years because he they couldn't show that he handled a weapon because mm-hmm. he was there with us. Yeah. So, again, the brothers had life without any possibility of parole. So they, they never expected to see really any of us walk the streets as, <laughs> quote, unquote, free men and women. But, um, but those brothers definitely were not expected to ever get out. And um, the, the people from the other house, um, Brother Mari and... See, over in that house, it was one sister and three brothers. So those brothers, they didn't get life, but they, they, they did get a lot of time. Mm-hmm. And because there was nothing that they yeah. could charge them with, mm-hmm. absolutely nothing, right. nothing took place. But they, as I said, spent a lot of time. But um, our brothers, uh, people always wonder, well, how in the heck did they get out of that? Well, it was, it had to be divine intervention mm-hmm. because parchment, prison was um, uh, cited for being overcrowded. Hmm. 
and anybody who had to serve time in another jurisdiction um, had to, they, they moved them out. Right. Our brothers had federal time. So two of our brothers came here to Atlanta, to federal pen. Immediately after they uh, sent the brothers away, then they realized that, um, they realized what they had done. Somebody probably pulled their coat. They didn't know. Mm-hmm. But um, they snatched them right back. Mm. As a matter of fact, uh, my oldest daughter and, and I had came here to, to visit Akima. And because uh, we knew that they were going to be here. And uh, when we got here, you know, and then found that he was gone, they had taken him back, you know, which, again, blew, blew us away. But, mm-hmm. you know, we move. I'll move on. Um, but anyway, uh, he um, when they moved, pulled, took the brothers, brought them back, uh, our lawyers jumped on it with everything they had. Mm-hmm. And it took them about three years mm-hmm. wow. to get it back into court. Because the argument was is that Mississippi lost jurisdiction yep. when they transferred. transferred. transferred right. Right. Yeah. And so finally, you know, after about three years, we won that that battle. Mm-hmm. And so uh, so the brothers were then at the end of that time were moved back to federal pen. Mm-hmm. But they were only there a very short period of time because from the first day that they were there, the first time, yeah. and all the time that they had served after that, those three years here while we were fighting it, and then the little time that from the, when they went back, mm-hmm. all of that time counted as federal time. Mm-hmm. So they were up for parole in a yes. very short period of time. So that's how they were able to get out. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yes. Say. Yes. Yes. Woo. Victory. <laughs> Struggle, victory. Yes. All yeah. wrapped up. Resistance. Yes. yes. Thank so, you so much woo. for that. Yes. Um, do I have any more time? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I forgot to mention, explain, because I, I did mention about my, my oldest daughter, but yeah. how we got these kids. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was going to be a question. Oh, you know that was well. coming up. Yes. Um, uh, the one thing about parchment mm-hmm. as notorious and horrible as it is mm-hmm. they have the one thing that is you they they have some humane things about them but it's not mm-hmm. about trying to be humane it's just it's just that that old slave mentality slave mm-hmm. master mentality mm-hmm. keep yep. the slave happy and he'll be mm-hmm. less active to fight and run away right, right. however it worked for us mm-hmm. uh, they have conjugal visits yes. so um you know you could come in and you have your private time with your husband mm-hmm. and then um aside from that they also had for the brothers who had who who Families. reached uh, trustee status and all of our brothers reached trustee status and that meant that they could apply for a three-day visit mm-hmm. and a three-day visit was where you actually you, you know the I would go there, and mm-hmm. we would actually live in a house together for three whole right. days and nights. Oh, wow. <laughs> nice. So that was really so, so... A blessing. Um, and, such a blessing mm-hmm. to our family and our bonding and, yeah. you know, and our being able to have children. So we, we have three had three healthy Daughter. daughters, oh. and uh, so all of them were born while he was yeah. incarcerated. Mm. Mm. Wow. Powerful. Yeah, yeah, but I, I didn't want to leave that part out. No, it's important. It's important. And let me seeds. let me just say to everyone listening, um, and we will, you know, post um, 
Uh, <laughs> so, but to everyone listening, <laughs> the title of the book is 1148 Lewis Street, Target of COINTELPRO, A Long Journey. A Long Journey. Journey yes. Mm-hmm. But this is a must read. Yes. So where can people purchase this book? Well, you can go to usliftingus.com mm-hmm. and uh, click on the store, and you can purchase it there. You can also get it from Amazon, mm-hmm. and you can also get it from me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I yes. did want to ask a question, too, about mm-hmm. it's everything in this book is, is just so inspiring. Um, oh. And just the... <sighs> just the victories because mm. I never want to say triumphs because we, mm. we were never triumphs we, victor- you know, we were victorious yes. and pretty much I would say all, all, almost all of these atrocities that were done to our families mm-hmm. and the revolutionaries across the world yes. um, by you know different forms of government so you talk about the land celebration oh, yeah. in your book <laughs> yeah, and um you know, so many people have this misunderstanding of what having land and the 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 promise of land, the mm-hmm. power of the land, the celebration of land. Yes. And so, could you kind of just talk about land celebrate the land celebration? Um, yes. I know it was like a national national event yeah. for it the Republic of New Africa. I wasn't even yeah. four yet, but right. I was right. amongst you know there were all yeah. type of things that I heard happening. And there were the weddings, weddings. <laughs> um, yes. family reunions, you know, children being present, yes. you know, um, uh, training, you know, going on and education. It's okay. And so, I just you know if you can talk about land celebration, yeah. Um, yeah, that was a very joyous occasion. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, let me just say that, of course, um, the Republic of New Africa believe in land. Yes. We believe that uh, all the land in America that we have worked on, fought to stay on, and, uh, you know, died saving it yes. should be is land that should belong to us as a people. Mm-hmm. However, we only claim the five states in the South. Mm-hmm. And but before and those five states? The, um is he, um, Georgia, Mississippi, Alabama, North Carolina, I mean, um, South Carolina, Louisiana. Okay. But anyway, um, but before that could happen, you know, be, we knew that that was going to take some time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, but we believed that we needed to at least um, own a piece of land to be able to set up the government center on and just begin to live as a nation. So we were in the process of purchasing land in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. Um, there was the, a brother who owned a, a lot of land and was willing at one point to sell it to us. So we began the, the, the process of, of trying to, to purchase that land. So once we did that, that was in motion, that it caused called for a great celebration because mm-hmm. this was our land celebration and that was in March of 1971. So we um, people from all over, you know, we had citizens coming from, from all different states mm-hmm. and we kind of met at a general location and um, you know, just it was just a caravan all the way to the land mm-hmm. which was a, just a tremendous experience and uh, at one point they they blocked, the police blocked our our, our um, caravan mm. and 
Chokeway Lumumba was in one of the front cars. He got out. I don't know what he said. I never knew what he said. All I know is that they dispersed (laughs) and the caravan moved on. And we got to the land. There was a note on the land signed by the KKK saying it won't be no celebration here today, niggas. Mm. Uh, um, Land, oh, oh, yeah, six feet under. Mm. So anyway, but that did not deter us. We got out. We were happy. We were just having a good time. We, you know, just just enjoying ourselves and, and put the flag up, posted our flag on the mm. ground. So uh, as I always say, thus El Malik had arrived. Yes. El Malik was the name of the um, the capital, our capital, and we, we were calling that our capital. Mm-hmm. So anyway, but, but we took care of government business. There were a lot of things going on. And as um, Asante well was saying, children were there. Um, and there was even a wedding there. Whose wedding was it? <laughs> that was uh, <laughs> Fulani's and um, and Ak- and um, Baba Ahmed got married on the land. Mm-hmm. So, so it was just a beautiful occasion. Mm-hmm. And you know, we, we, there are pictures of us. You know, some people laying down with their rifles in their hands, protecting <laughs> the land because we knew we knew that there might be trouble. Yes. But but anyway. Um, uh, again, we, we we just had a great celebration that weekend, and as at the end of the weekend, you know, we all went back to where we were from, mm-hmm. and shortly after that, we got word that the brother had reneged on the mm. land. So I'm not sure. No, no one, none of us really what knew really happened. Yeah. what happened. But you know, you would Im- can imagine that he was he harassed. Was and yeah. you know that Amongst the way they mm-hmm. carried on in Mississippi, you know, with with all the killings and things mm-hmm. that people already knew about, and this was an older gentleman, mm-hmm. and knowing the history of Mississippi, yeah. you know, and our parents and everybody was scared for us, you know. Yeah. So, you know, any anybody who was older knew the history of Mississippi, right? right. And um, so, so you could kind of see that he would, you know, be coward, reluctant, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, he reneged, and um, so we, the, the the deal did not go through. Wow. Yeah. About how much land was it? I'm not mm. sure. I mm-hmm. think it was, I want to say 20 acres. Or okay. I That's think. good. Yeah. That's that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I think mm-hmm. so. It's, mm-hmm. I've forgotten. Mm-hmm. But, it but a was, significant amount. It was, yeah. mm-hmm. it was significant. It was significant. Yeah. 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 Even for the work that the RNA <laughs> was doing and proposing mm-hmm. to do, yeah. establishing an independent black nation, yeah. even mm-hmm. a few acres exactly. you know, would have been yeah. a threat yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to the government yeah. and powerful for our people. Definitely, mm-hmm. definitely. Absolutely. And like I said, I wasn't quite four when my right. parents were married on the land in yeah. 1971. But I remember running. Mm. Because it was just so much space. <laughs> like, that's what I remember most about Mississippi mm. anytime we were there when oh, I was younger. Yeah. Just always open space. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. like it was always so for me to run yeah. to. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. We're very, very. Yeah. Those were just memorable times. Yes. Memorable. Yes. I, mean, I love hearing about you it. You're kidding. You just, you, you know, you can't replace the feelings that you had. You know, with those different different events, but that particular one was so mm-hmm. major, yes. so major. You know, yes. yeah. Yes. So I would like to also mention, you know, um, how one of your daughters has honored you, you know, in starting a school. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayenda started 
Yeah. And I, I, I never get it all right, the whole name of the school. Tom Musana Academy. 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 But it's the end. I, I can never remember the whole thing. But, you yeah. know, um, always talking to Ayenda and just the pride that she shares in the beginning in starting that process you know Mm -hmm. and then just her willingness to share that process with so many of us who either are interested in starting schools or having our children in independent Mm -hmm. schools you know that shows um also to the diligence Mm -hmm. the um just love and respect and honor that you know she has for the Mm -hmm. struggle commitment sacrifice that you and baba hakima you know did and um, just the fact that she's continu- you know, is continuously mm-hmm. growing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. every time I talk to her, she's doing something different, <laughs> doing yeah. something mm-hmm. great. And yeah. one thing that I love that she does every year with the students at her school, she mm-hmm. takes them to someone's land at least mm-hmm. for a week or two, yeah. where they not only sleep out there in tents, mm-hmm. but they cook and then they do a project yeah. that helps to benefit that land right. or that community that they right. visit. So mm-hmm. they don't come empty-handed, and then they don't they don't leave without you know doing yeah. something for the people. Mm-hmm. And that that goes back to you know how you all raised all of us mm-hmm. to be able to do that and to have the joy in doing yeah. it you know so that's such a beautiful honor that she's able to do it especially while you're here yeah. living mm-hmm. and for you to right. be able to experience it and go mm-hmm. there and the students actually hear directly from you right. who you know who this school is named after mm-hmm. so i just wanted to ask you how does that you know make you feel um, very very good <laughs> uh, I, you know she's when she started the school uh, it, it was started with a different name, mm-hmm. and I remember the day um, that she mm-hmm. re- that they renamed, mm-hmm. and it was at my oldest um, granddaughter's um, graduation, mm-hmm. and that she got up and made the announcement. And you know, I talked a lot, right. <laughs> but I couldn't say anything. <laughs> I mean, that, that's one right. of the few times in my life that I've been speechless. Mm-hmm. I was just so shocked. Right. I, I just hadn't expected that, but it, mm-hmm. yeah, but it's a beautiful feeling, mm-hmm. and I've enjoyed over the years being able to interact with the students mm-hmm. yeah that that's been a joy yeah mm-hmm. shout out to to Ayenda <laughs> yes. and also yeah. to Noni and Shane yes. 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 our cousins yes, yes. Our sister yes. Cousins. well, well in, yeah. in Noni's situation she has a spa but she yeah. she uses it I mean, she we we the community has been able to use the, yes. the space she a does, lot for yeah. many, so different many different communities yeah. mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. events yes. and absolutely. yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah. We, you know, we've all, done a couple of events there there at her shop Mm-hmm. and yeah. it's it's beautiful to go in there mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. she has it's 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 not just a nail shop right. or a spa right. a regular spa yeah. but it's exposing so many different right. cultures mm-hmm. it's a there. community center. Yeah. 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 that's what yeah. i was gonna yeah. say truly yeah. community yeah. so yeah. it's and a blessing it's beautiful to see all three yeah. yes of your of your daughters carrying on the tradition yeah. in their, their own way, way. right yep. you know in their own way their areas of expertise yeah. Yeah. shay is an um insurance advisor yes. what she does is try and speak to to our people about yes. intergenerational wealth and mm-hmm. things like that mm-hmm. so and she does yeah. excellent yeah. excellent uh lectures on that and yeah. i've seen her she's actually talked to me a quite quite a couple of times oh. quite a few <laughs> times yeah. and um you know just like you said, like Asante, I said, just the three of them mm-hmm. doing it in their own way right. is so special. And that's something we talked about before mm-hmm. because people expect you all's children, mm-hmm. you know, they expect us to 
ref, well, I would say mimic y'all in so yeah, many yeah, ways. Yeah, they right. expect us to and represent they don't understand exactly that like you did. Yeah. We, y'all didn't teach us to mimic y'all. Right. Y'all didn't mm-hmm. teach us to just repeat to everything be followers. y'all did. Exactly. Y'all taught us to be leaders mm-hmm. and lead in what we know to do. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. then we implement what you mm-hmm. taught us. Yeah. Into what into we're what doing. we're doing. Exactly. So you know, it's just beautiful to see that reflected, not just mm-hmm. in your daughters, but Iakaina, Mama right. and Jerry. Yeah. You know, and it was like across the board. That's what it was, and we were yeah. never expected to stand in y'all shoes. Exactly. You yeah. know, but mm-hmm. we were expected <laughs> to do something <laughs> to do great. Something yeah. Great. But it didn't have yeah. to be exactly it what y'all did. Didn't have to did. look any particular way. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. And and right. that's a blessing. And yeah, also thanked for that because so many yeah. people, so many parents, I would say, put so much pressure on their children mm-hmm. to become what they want them to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing that we didn't have. We didn't mm-hmm. have that pressure. Right. right. You yeah. know. Yeah, That's Chokwe Antar Lumumba says, um, actually at, my, at Iafalani's, our mother's um, celebration of life, mm-hmm. he says in reflecting on being a movement child that our, our parents passed on the movement to us. Mm-hmm. They gave, they gifted us with yeah. the movement. Right. And so yeah. it's not, you know, something that's not foreign a to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or it's not something that we have to kind of go look for or right. aspire right. to. It's it's embedded in yeah. who right. we are and yeah. in how we live our lives. Exactly. Yeah. We were so, born with So it. thank you. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Thank you all for, for doing that, for mm-hmm. providing yes, us thank the movement. Okay. And <laughs> I want right. to say something else. I was having a conversation with someone they asked me a question, and it's maybe three or four days ago, and I don't even know the context, you know, and how it came up. Mm-hmm. But I was asked, when you were growing up, did you ever, I think it was asked, the way you were, the way you were raised, mm-hmm. did that help you be confident about mm-hmm. who you are? Mm-hmm. Like, how did you feel about being mm-hmm. who you are? I know what it was. We were talking about New Orleans. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about skin color. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we were talking about light and dark. And I was asked, I think he was basically asking me without saying it outright, mm-hmm. how do you feel about being darker Definitely. skin? Mm-hmm. Like, were you ever um, ashamed. ashamed or embarrassed? I was like, no, I right. always knew black is beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I said, I was always very confident. I said, mm-hmm. even with my hair, everything. Mm-hmm. I said, and having mm-hmm. my nose ring since I was three, like, people were like, what is wrong with you? Right. Like, mm-hmm. You look crazy (laughs) whatever y'all wanted to say but it never was something that Mm -hmm. I was concerned with and I I've had I've talked to some of my friends you know classmates and stuff Mm -hmm. and they're just now Mm -hmm. at over 50 saying how comfortable they are in their skin and I was Mm -hmm. like wow I wish I knew that when we were younger yeah because I would have you know, help, I could have you around more. Yeah, yeah. I, I would have yeah. tried to, you yeah. know, make sure that you knew you were beautiful, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I just wanted to say that because one of the things that I always loved about my Auntie Tamu was just, I just thought you were like a doll. Yes, so <laughs> like, beautiful. Your skin is so soft and so smooth. Yes. And even now, like, even now, I don't even like see listening. no wow. wrinkles. Yeah. You know, people wow. talk about me and talk, oh, right. you look, you don't even look your age. Oh my yeah. God. Well, you. Still yeah, look still look like, like you we did little. thirty years ago. <laughs> yeah, black and beautiful. And yes. It's beautiful. Wow, yep. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> look at Mama Tamu. She's, She's black, black and beautiful. beautiful. Look, look at Mama Tamu. She's black and beautiful. Singing. She's grown up black and strong. 
New African all day long. She's growing up black and strong. She's black and beautiful. <laughs> that was so on cue because I was just about to say what made us love our blackness so much. Yeah. We used to sing those songs yeah. all the time. Yeah. Each one of and us you got have a turn. Such a, a beautiful voice it. too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So it was sings like, too, y'all. Yes. Yes. Come on. And she makes this cake. <laughs> but on another yeah, she can cook. Another yeah. But no, seriously, like that what you brought up Aisha because I think not them you know people when they look on the outside at us mm-hmm. they think oh revolutionary children they grew up stringent and yeah. you know but we had fun and right. they made Always. us have they made mm-hmm. these types of moments with us right. with the songs mm-hmm. with the chants rich. Rich. yes rich yeah. you know so growing up and knowing that and mm-hmm. then saying uh, constantly we black and beautiful right. mm-hmm. and how we growing up black mm-hmm. and strong exactly. like you cannot not feel great when you About, walk out the house yeah. every morning mm-hmm. you could you know it was the things that we had to do in the morning before we even left the house right, right. it allowed you the ability to walk out confident because yeah. i knew mm-hmm. when i walked out the house no matter what anybody said out there mm-hmm. I could call anybody. Exactly. <laughs> I got my, you know, we I got my family. Yes. I got my community. Culturally suited and booted. Yes. 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 But it's sad yeah. though that that was a thing. Like I yeah. really never thought about mm-hmm. me being darker skin and people being yeah. like, right. are you ashamed to be dark? No. no. Mm-hmm. And then because of our family, yeah. we had so many different hues. Like yeah. mm-hmm. my siblings, like we're all different shades yeah. of black. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our grandfather, mm-hmm. high, high yellow, yes. you know, mm-hmm. you know, yes. red. Red. Yeah. More yeah. red, you yeah. know, that reddish, Yellow the itch. native, yeah. yeah, the coloring, you know. Yes. And looking at that, aunties, I have aunties, mm-hmm. same, you know, complexion mm-hmm. as my grandfather. And it just never. Right. It never, yeah. It you never know? made me feel like one was better right. Right. than or, the other. Yeah. It's just, yeah. this is who Shades. we are. Yeah. yeah. But it's all blackness. And you know mm-hmm. what? Because you were talking about in, cl- in school, in the school I went to for high school, <laughs> it was a very... Oh gosh, mm. high them them falutin people, <laughs> but Mom, a lot of them. Yes, they said. And I'm talking about I'm like when I name. went there. Of course, you know my natural hair. I had my hair in bantu knots. I did not care about none of that. I rec- I can recall the day that I got there. I was me. I didn't care if I had friends mm-hmm. there, and the light skinned girls would look at me and be. Looking like, what? Who is that? Mm. And then when they found out that they didn't think boys should like me, they was like, what's <laughs> with her? She got nappy hair. She's darker than us. And they, and literally in that school, if you wasn't light-skinned and your parents weren't doctors, lawyers, or some type mm. of, you know, mm-hmm. high-ranking uh, professional, right. mm-hmm. then you were, to, you know, you were supposed to be looked down on. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, I was like, oh, yeah, no. You switched it up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cause, and then a yeah, lot. No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, that's not how this goes. You know, yeah. I'm confident in who I am. Right. And I'm not going to change because I don't have long, straight hair or my skin isn't pale or light skin. I have you want to, you know, not <laughs> describe pale. it. Not <laughs> or because I wasn't the typical, you know, we got mm-hmm. you. <laughs> so. All right. Y'all see yeah. my sister is very, very. <laughs> <Black>. <laughs> I, I just like to keep it real. Okay, yeah. y'all? Yeah. Look, I, the song you guys were singing, um, yes. I used to start my class every day with that yes. song. Mm. Mm. Yes. That's Powerful. beautiful. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And if See, we're talking about on. these high school stories, mm-hmm. so, I, you know, mm-hmm. 
we did I went to high school in New Orleans um started there in sixth grade and through my first year of college at Xavier and I you know speaking about the color issue I never had any and I had friends that were all different shades mm-hmm. of black yeah. but I tried out to be a cheerleader mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um at McDonough 35 High School in New Orleans. And yeah. I love my high school. Still the best <laughs> high school in the land. But um, a couple of my friends tried to talk me out of it. You know, and they were like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, yeah. What, right. What's, I don't understand. I was a gymnast. Mm-hmm. I was on a dance team. And they mm-hmm. were all um, run by the same person like mm, it, and right. the cheerleaders as well so i'm like yeah i've been doing i like this right. is easy this is right. no brainer tried out for the squad i didn't make it mm. and um uh, not even a, maybe three days later uh one of the seniors who was a judge her name is ava allen and you know bless her soul she came to me and she's like aisha i need to talk to you and i was mm. like okay she said we all voted for you she said, and uh, Miss Benjamin vetoed it. Miss Benjamin was over cheerleading, wow. gymnastics, and dance. Mm. Wow. And she was also high yellow. Mm-hmm. Um, had yeah. a dance school outside of, you know, the high school mm-hmm. um, that she ran. And um, my feelings were just, I, I couldn't believe it. And so I went home and I told my mother. <laughs> oh, boy. She came She came to that school. And Dr. Gotro, God rest his soul, he was the um, assistant principal and um, Cynthia Kalis was the principal. And she said, if y'all don't want every member of the, <laughs> the black nationalist movement Uh-oh. to come here, <laughs> y'all better fix it. Quick. Wow. Needless to say, I was a cheerleader. Yeah, she was. But only because I made Miss Benjamin come to our house. Mm. She sent uh, Derek Cagnoletti who um, was like the coach. Come on with the full right. I used to be giving them names. <laughs> we can talk about it now. <laughs> Derek Cagnoletti to my house to, Cagnoletti. you know, I need you, you know, we want you to be on the squad. I said, Derek, you can't come here and ask me that. I said, mm. she has to come. Right. Mm. I said, as much as I want to do it, I mm-hmm. said, she has to be the one to come. Mm. She came. That's right. <laughs> so, yes, I forgive you, Miss Benjamin. God rest your soul. Wow. 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 By the 40 years later. <laughs> <laughs> and all is right. Right. In the world now. Yeah. 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 All right. Yeah. But to reiterate what Aisha said earlier, you know, Mama Tamu, you've had a journey. Yes. Yes. You've had a journey <laughs> in, in this book. Um, I'm sure it doesn't encapsulate it all, but it encapsulates Mm. quite a lot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I want to echo that encouragement for our listeners to Mm -hmm. go and purchase the book and Mm -hmm. read, you know, read about this rich history, this journey. Mm Um, Because there's so many more questions that we could ask you this conversation. Yeah, we'll have to do another episode (laughs) just dedicated to you. Because you talk about being a mom and you talk about, you know, being a sister warrior Mm -hmm. and having times where, you know, you lost yourself a little bit. And so those, I think those messages and those lessons are important Mm -hmm. um, for all of us, you know, not Mm -hmm. just women, but for anybody who reads, they Mm -hmm. can take so many lessons and nuggets away and apply it to their lives. So thank you for, for this offering, you know, you are an educator and you're Mm -hmm. teaching through Mm -hmm. this book. Thank you. And because we're celebrating 
mothers and it's right. Mother's Day and we are yeah. all mothers here. We, yeah. Again, we want to thank you for being our auntie, mama, God whenever mama. we needed it. <laughs> and, you know, I know that just like our mother was and how we are with each other's children, that you, you mm-hmm. have a very close-knit relationship with your nieces and nephews. Yeah. I know mm-hmm. you've been like a mom to them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the way you are with your family reminds us <laughs> of how our blood family, you know, how yeah. we are, which yeah. I think, you know, is part of the reason that, you know. We're so connected. Yes, our mother and you and Mama and Jerry and mm-hmm. Mama Kaina, you know, we're best yeah. friends. And mm-hmm. because y'all, y'all had those same qualities mm-hmm. and you know y'all y- your mindset was a lot alike mm-hmm. thank you so we appreciate you and we're so glad that you are here with us thank you and i so appreciate being here mm-hmm. asante yeah. sana asante yes y'all go check out mama tamu's book yes work and Follow the movement. Check out Tamu Sana Kanyama Preparatory Academy mm-hmm. to look mm-hmm. at the new iterations of the work <laughs> that yes. Mama Tamu laid out for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Asante Sana. Asante Sana. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to Seeds of Revolution, Daughters of the Whirlwind Podcast. See you next time. Yay. Peace and love. Love for me. Oh